We spend a lot of time preparing for the things that are temporal. We spend a lot of time preparing for things that are not going to last. I want you to just hear me out today. This, this is going to just, it's not going to be a sermon you can't understand. It's just going to be a message that's very simple to you today. But what I felt today in early morning prayer this morning, the Lord just began to talk to me for just a little while. And I, I want to talk to you today about preparing for the inevitable. Preparing for the inevitable. Do you know, do you know what the inevitable, inevitable is? It is things that are certain. And there's not much certain in our world. There's not much that you can say this is for sure. Amen? Most things are shifting. Shifting constantly in so much that it's hard to keep up with where and what direction we're headed most of the time. Our world is constantly moving and, and shifting and, and things are so, so uh, unsure that we become confused at times because we don't even realize where we are, where we've been, or where we're going. Most of the things in life are temporal. The clothes you put on this morning, the car you drove to church, the house you live in, the bank account that you've, that you've mustered up through life, the things that you own, they're just here for a little while. They're not going to last forever. We make our plans on every, in everyday life around these things often, forgetting that there are some things that are going to happen for sure. And I, I want to bring you into that knowledge and into that remembrance today, perhaps things that we haven't thought about for a while, because we are a generation that is consumed with the right now. We're always worried about today. You know, many people don't even care about tomorrow. They don't, they don't worry about, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I see all kind of philosophies in life and all kind of folks. Some folks, uh, they, they, they buy their life insurance, which is a good thing. You don't have any, you ought to get some so we won't have to pay for your funeral. I'm not being sarcastic i'm just saying everybody ought to buy some life insurance that's just good business everybody say amen it's very cheap just go buy some i don't know where that come from if there's any insurance salesman in the building you owe me <laughs> amen so so but 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 there's things you plan for you plan for your kids to go to college, so you start a college fund. That's a good thing. You, you plan for down the road. I, I, I have tried in my lifetime to plan for the future. I haven't been the best at it, but, but I've tried to plan for the time where I wouldn't have to walk up here on a walker and preach to y'all. I don't want to do that. I want, I want to back up and let somebody else do that before I get to that stage, and I'm very close. But I just, I, I, I want to I plan for the right things, and so do you. You want your family taken care of. 
You want your, your life to be not in shambles and disarray in case something comes along. That's all a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But we, we must not overlook the things that without a doubt are going to happen in every life in this building. I want, I want to do good in life. And if you don't want to do good, you're either lazy or you don't have any ambition. But I want to tell you it's good to do good in life. But it's not good to do so good in life that you leave things that are necessary undone. And you leave them without taking care of them. And you leave them for somebody else to worry about. The, thing, the world that we live in has, has suddenly brought us to the attention that life is so valuable. And, and we, are, we are living in a day when now, just as the man, young man, that, that we just requested prayer for his wife, I do not know him, but life is swift. The Bible said that it's like a weaver's shuttle. The Bible said it's like water that is spilled on the ground. It's like a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. You can't, you can't know how short or how long. To us, a long life is 80, 90, 100. I saw where someone in our city was celebrating 102 years. That's very unusual. But to us, that's long life. But compared to what is to come, that's a very short span upon this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to talk to you about the certainty of some things that are coming down the road. And these things cannot go unattended. Get your education. Young people, get your education. Get you some kind of career and work toward it. Put money in the bank and in savings. Buy you some life insurance. Start you a 401k and, 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 and plan for what is coming. That's only good sense. But in all of your getting, don't forget there is death. There is a judgment. There is a rapture. There is an eternity. There is some things coming down the road that are as certain as me standing here today with this microphone in my head. Somebody said amen. Let me talk to you about some of the certainties if I may. It was King Hezekiah that Isaiah walked into his room in 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 1. And it said, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord. This is the word of the preacher. He said to him, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. In other words, your time on earth is almost up. It's almost done. I, 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 I want to tell you today, and, and Carmen, please understand what I'm about to say. I did not know you were going to be here in this service today, but your husband was a prime example of the quickness and the swiftness 
that we can go from this world to another world. Thank God he was a godly man and a Holy Ghost filled man and a man that loved God with all of his heart. But let me just tell you, she lost her husband in the last, what, year? And, and, and that was just a, it was a tragic thing. But listen to this preacher this morning. When, when the prophet walked into Hezekiah, he said, you better get your house in order. In other words, you better get your life straightened up. You better make sure everything's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, just as sure as I'm standing in this room today preaching to you, the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. I'm telling you, and I don't want to be a pessimistic preacher today, but I have to warn you that life is not forever. Everyone that sits under the sound of my voice today will either go in the rapture if you're ready for the Lord, or you will die and we will bury you and some will bury me or whoever Maybe next time I was just sitting in my office thinking when I was preparing my notes today. I wonder what we'd do this morning if we knew who was the next one, David, out of this congregation that would step from here into eternity. We don't know that, but here's what we do know. There's an appointment that every man's going to keep. It's as sure as anything that I can tell you today. Be careful, sir. Be careful, ma'am. You better get your house set in order. Now that's simple preaching, but that's real preaching. David said, remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? That's what David said. What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? No, I tell you that every man is destined to die. Every man. So I, if, you're, if you're older or if you're younger or if you're middle-aged, it doesn't matter. What matters is that our house is in order. We must prepare for the inevitable thing called death. Ecclesiastes, the writer, picked up his pen in chapter 9 and verse 10. And he said, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. In other words, you better do what you're going to do now. You better work while it is yet day. You better take care of some things while you're here on this earth because when you breathe your last breath, the last chapter of your life has been written and you signed off. Ladies and gentlemen, I want my house in order. I want to be sure that I'm ready to stand before God if it's in the middle of the night or in the early morning hour or going down the the highway during the day I must be sure that death I'm ready I'm ready for death every day of my life because death Paul said is passed upon all men it's passed upon all men everybody it's an inevitable day I don't like to think about that preacher well I don't like to either but it's real I said it's real and especially the days that we're living in. Especially the days that we're living in. I've lost some friends 
I've lost some people in my life, people that were not expected to die. This COVID hour we're in, I'm not afraid of it, and I don't want you to be afraid of it, but I'm going to tell you, if the Lord should see that we should die by COVID, we want to be ready to die by COVID. If the Lord takes me in an automobile accident, I want to be able to say, I'm ready. Hallelujah. When they roll me down an aisle for the last time, you say, you don't like to talk about and think about these things. We want to think about the good times. Well, I'm preparing. My life is going to be yet, 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 right down the road. This is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. Let me tell you what Paul said in the writing in the New Testament. He said, don't say what you're going to do tomorrow. Say if it's the will of God, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow because you have no promise of tomorrow. You are living on borrowed time in this earth and I promise you that death is coming to all men. I can't say it any plainer than that. You say, preacher, don't try to scare us. Nobody wants to scare you. But I do want you to come to reality today and understand there are some things that are inevitable. Here's the next thing. The Bible said Read that, if you will, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. If you'll put that on the screen for me, I want you to read that. The Bible said in Hebrews, it is appointed unto man once to die. But watch what else it said. But after this, there's going to be a judgment. Everybody say, there's going to be a judgment. And you know who's going to stand there? Everybody in this room. It's inevitable. Whether you go by way of the grave or by rapture of the church or however you go, there's a judgment day. The Bible said in Romans chapter 14, verse 9, For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord, both of the dead and living. Listen, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou sit at naught thy brother? For we shall all, we shall all, are you reading with me? We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us, every one of us, somebody shout it with me, every one of us, every one of us is going to give an account to God. Every one of us is going to give an account to himself, to God. Hear me and hear me well. We must all Paul said, appear before the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. I'm telling you on this Sunday morning, we're talking about preparing for the inevitable. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I, I want to be prepared for death, but more than that, I want to be prepared for the judgment because when I stand before God, you, you better hear this preacher this morning. When you stand before God, the game is over. It's not going to be play day. It's going to be yes or no. It's going to be right or left. It's going to be saved or lost. I tried to get a middle picture of judgment day of millions and millions and millions and millions of people standing before God at one by one we walk before the judgment seat of Christ and he says saved, lost, lost, 
lost, saved, lost. How do you think it's going to happen? I want to tell you, we're going to be judged according to this good book, according to everything that's in the Word of God. You can't get away from that. You don't have to go to court here, and you don't, you don't have to stand before a judge in this earth, but you've got to stand before the Almighty God. I'm preaching to you that is an inevitable event that's going to happen in every life in this room. You better get ready for the judgment. I need some help up in here today. I just, I don't know how you got it figured. I don't know how you've measured it in your mind. But I've tried to get a visual of what judgment day was going to be like. There's going to be screaming. There's going to be pleading. There's going to be begging. There's going to be people that the Lord said are going to say, but Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have we cast out devils. We've done all this, Lord. We're religious people. But he's going to say, sorry. I never knew. This is in the Bible. This is not what pastor's making up today. He will say, sorry. I never knew you because you had no relationship with God. And you had no anointing on your life. And you were not filled with his spirit. And you did not know him or the power of baptism in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you today, when you stand before God, it's going to matter. It may not matter to me or your best buddy. Or, ah, preaching to you this morning. It may not matter to your family but it matters to God because this life is nothing more than a dressing room for another world. And when we stand before him, it's going to be very blunt. It's going to be very plain. It's going to be very, it's going to be very to the point. And God is going to say yes or no, saved or lost. You're in, you're out. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm here to tell you, I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I want to hear him say that. Here's another thing. There's going to be a rapture. It's inevitable. It's in the Word of God. I turned over and read again early this morning, Acts chapter 1 and verse 10 where Jesus was standing on the Mount of Olives and he had just given them instructions to go back to Jerusalem and wait to be endued with power on high. The Holy Ghost was going to come. The Bible said, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gaze into the heaven? The same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come again, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. He's coming again. Some people call it the rapture. The word rapture is not in the Bible. So we'll call it the second coming of Christ because it's very well written in the word of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 24, 
The Bible said in verse 30, Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with great trumpet, of, sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. He's going to come back for a bride who has made themselves ready. Jesus himself said in John 14, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I'm going to receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. He's preparing a place for the people of God. Can you say amen? He's coming back again. It's not going to be long. It was in Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians and he said this, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I've come to preach to you on a Sunday morning as sure as there is a church service going on at 6680 Frontage Road. There's going to be a rapture of the church. You know what the Bible said? Two shall be in the field. One shall be taken. The other shall be left. Two shall be grinding at the meal. One shall be taken. The other shall be left. Two shall be in the bed. One shall be taken. The other shall be left. There's going to be a rapture. As sure as this preacher standing here, there's going to be a rapture. Somebody is going to go. Somebody's not going. So before you put money in the bank, you better put Jesus in here. I can't get any simpler than what I'm preaching this morning. Before you put up money in the stock market, you better be sure your soul is secure in Jesus Christ. Nothing else matters if you're lost. Nothing. Do you hear me? Nothing else matters if you're lost. If I, if I was unsure of where I stood with God on this Sunday morning, I would be sure before I walked out of this building. I wouldn't live another day the way I'm living because let me tell you, in such an hour, the scripture said, as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. He's coming, and he's coming soon, and he's coming without a doubt. He's coming. I don't preach it very often, and preachers don't preach it very often. But we need to sound the alarm. Let me tell you something. Let me, I'm just going to preach a little bit to you here right now. Stay right there, Toby. You're doing good. But let me just tell you, hear, hear this preacher right now. The reason that we are seeing what we're happening, what's happening in our world today, it's not by accident. Nothing is by accident. The Lord is setting us up for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The bride of Christ is about to leave this old world. The bride is about to be taken with the trumpet God sounds. I was standing a few days ago in the cemetery bearing Sister Liz's ship, faithful, faithful servant of God. And I made the statement, wouldn't you like to be standing right here 
when the trump of God sounds. You know why the Bible says the trump of God's going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. People who have gone to be with the Lord that are full of His Spirit, they're going to rise first. And, and, and when, they, when they get up, then the rest of us or whoever's left upon this earth that is a bride of Christ is going to be caught up together with Him in the air. We're going to be caught together with Him. And the Bible said, so shall we ever be with Him. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I would love, there's some places I would like to be. I can take you to cemeteries where I know. I could take you right out here to Mulherns where I know, I know a man that's laying there. That when that, when that trumpet sounds, Dars, he's coming up out of that grave. I know because I knew his life and I know him. His name is G.E. Chance, but not far from him is Todd Oglethorpe and Ruth Oglethorpe. I mean, like from here to that door, they're all buried in the same place. Brother, let me tell you something. There's a rapture going to happen and we can't ignore the fact that we're getting ready to go. We may be the generation that sees the coming of the Lord and I personally believe we are. What are you doing about the things that are inevitable? What are you doing about things that are certain? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read you a little scripture right quick. You gotta hear it. Luke chapter 12, verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, but God said unto that man, thou fool, this night thy soul, thy soul shall be required of thee. In other words, you're going to die. Tonight, thy soul is going to be required. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So he that layeth up treasure for himself is not rich toward God. And he said this to his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life and what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on, because your life is more than meat and your body is more than rain. And then he said in Matthew 6, and I close, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon this earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and, corrupt, and, and rust doth not corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. So in these uncertain times, what are you preparing
rich fool said, boy, I've been blessed. I'm going to build me some bigger barns. I'm going I'm to live life to the fullest extent. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. I'm going to party. Just going to enjoy life. God said, no, 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 no. You've left some things undone. You've invested in life, but you hadn't invested in eternal life. You've built some things for life, but you hadn't, you hadn't built for eternal life. Every once in a while, I talk to my wife about a day when I can crank up my little old motor home, head down the road, just enjoy life. Nothing wrong with that, I don't guess. A lot of people, the older I get, the more I realize that if you're going to do what you're going to do, you better do what you're going to do or you ain't going to get to do it. I didn't understand that 30 years ago, but I understand that now. But here's something else I understand. Before I worry about any of that, I just want to be sure that if my soul is required of me this day, that everything's all right between me and Jesus Christ. That I've repented of my sins, that I've been buried in water in His name, that I have received His Spirit, that I'm living my life holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. What are you doing about things that are certain to come. The inevitable things that's going to happen in every man's life. Maybe you don't think about it. Maybe you're just living life and you're happy-go-lucky and that's not crossed your mind. Could I get it to cross your mind today? Could I get us to do a soul search on this Sunday morning? Jesus said, don't lay up things in this earth. You better lay up things in heaven because this earth there's going to be moth and rust that corrupt and thieves are going to get your, your goods. But if you lay it up there, it's all eternal. It's things that are going to last forever. It's, you see, there's, there's a line drawn in the sand. And it's a, I wanted to make it clear at the very outset of what I had to say today. It's okay and you should prepare for life to come. And you should prepare for retirement. And you should prepare for your children. And you should prepare for your job. You should do that. But you should not do that at the expense of your soul. You should be sure that everything is okay. Every head in this building bowed right now. Not one soul looking around. Above all else, I must be saved. That's not deep thinking and deep subjects that you can't understand, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the simple preaching of the Word of the Lord. Because sometimes we get so deep we forget the simple things and we forget what God is really trying to tell us and what He's really trying to get us to do and get us to try to be. Just because you say I'm a Christian doesn't, that's not it. That's not good enough. Just because you say, well, I've been baptized, that's not even good enough. Just because you say that I'm at church on a Sunday morning, that's not good enough. What I'm asking you today is your personal relationship with God. 
Are you ready if you had to meet him right now today? If he called you home today, if he called you home today, could you stand before him and hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Have you taken care of the inevitable things that are coming? Who in this room, before I go any further, with nobody looking but me and Jesus, I don't know when I've done the things just like I'm doing this morning, but who in this room would slip your hand up and say, Preacher, please pray for me. I want to be right with God. I want to get things right in my life. I want to make heaven. Bless you, sir. Bless you, ma'am. Bless you. Bless you. I see hands all over this room. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. I want to get it right. I don't want to miss the mark. Well, here's what I want you to know. There's no better day than today because the day is the first day of the rest of your life. And what you've done yesterday or last night or last week or 10 years ago doesn't matter when you come and lay it all on the altar to God today. But if you want the Lord to change your life, you want the Lord to do something miraculous in your soul, and you want to feel the freedom of the joy of living for God, as we all stand in this building, who would meet me at the front of this church today and let us pray with you